Welcome to the Whiskers and Wings podcast, where we tell imaginative tales for kids and the kid at heart. I'm Teresa, and I'm so glad you could join us today. Every week, we'll post a story or two we hope will make your imagination take flight. And this week's story is Out of This World. It's an original story written by me, Teresa, and features a brand new planet, an adventurous girl, and a strange little creature. So without further ado, here is our story, A Friend on Planet XQ-9. Maya could not believe her eyes. There, amidst a galaxy of stars, was the most beautiful planet she had ever seen. And Maya had seen a lot of planets in her 14 years. Their ship made a slow orbit around the planet, and as it did, Maya gazed in wonder. A wide ring of blue-silver ice encircled the planet. The north and south poles of the planet were covered in white snow and ice, just like her home planet of Earth. But everything else was new and different. Earth had blue oceans she'd often seen from their spaceship or from the city they sometimes visited on the moon. But this new planet's oceans and rivers were a soft purple. And the trees and grasses and plants, which on Earth were a variety of green colors, were all sorts of blue on this planet. And where there were no plants, such as in the desert areas or mountains, the dirt and rock of this planet was made up of deep reds and magentas. It was gorgeous, and she couldn't wait to explore it. Maya slung her backpack over her shoulders and hurried from her family cabin toward the ship's command bridge. Just as she approached the entrance, her mother stepped out and smiled at Maya. I figured you'd be coming this way, her mother said. I'm assuming this means you think you should get to go on the trip to the surface. Please, Maya said, folding her hands together. It looks so beautiful. I just have to see it. A familiar face appeared from the command bridge, a smirk on her face. According to the readouts, Captain Akelu, the hazard level is low. The woman winked at Maya. Besides, it would be good practice for her. They'll be asking about field practice methods on her academy tests next month. Exactly, Maya said, giving the woman a grateful smile. Commander Fung is right, Mom, and I could really use the hands-on practice. Which was true. Maya was already nervous about the tests, although they were a month away. If she passed these exams, she'd be able to enter the Academy, the best school for pilots this side of the sun. And Maya's heart was set on being a pilot one day. Her mother seemed to consider the commander's words for a moment before allowing herself to smile. Oh, all right, but you stay with your father and you do exactly as you're told, understand? Thanks, Mom! Maya exclaimed. You'll keep an eye on her? Maya's mother asked Commander Fung. Commander Fung smiled and put an arm around Maya's shoulders. I'll keep both eyes on her. Come on, kid. We've got a shuttle to catch. Commander Fung led Maya to the launch bay, where a shuttle was busily being prepared for takeoff. Crew members were running to and fro with supplies and equipment. Amidst them, checking things off on a digital pad was Maya's father. Dr. Akelu, Commander Fung said to him as they approached. Do you have everything you need? Maya's dad glanced up from a digital pad. I think so. He noticed Maya and raised an eyebrow. Come to wish us luck? Actually, Commander Fung replied, the captain and I both thought this might be a good opportunity for Maya to get some hands-on training before her academy exams next month. That okay with you, doctor? 
Maya's father drew in a deep breath, looking at her for a long moment. Maya felt her heart beating fast inside her chest. If he said no, she'd be so disappointed. Suddenly, a smile broke out on his lips. I suppose it couldn't hurt. You've got your things ready? Maya adjusted the backpack straps on her shoulders. Yep, I'm ready to go, sir! She came to attention and gave her father a salute. He chuckled and rolled his eyes. Remember, Maya, this isn't a vacation or field trip. We're going down there to do work, and it's going to be a lot of work. Got it? Yes, sir! I'm ready to work! He ruffled her curls a bit and gave her a gentle shove toward the ship. You best get on board, then. Maya hurried up the shuttle's gangplank, a wide grin on her face. She tried her best to stay out of the way of the crew as she made her way toward the seats. She chose one by a window and strapped herself in. A few minutes later, her father came in to sit beside her. Once everything was loaded and the crew was satisfied everything was ready, the rest of the crew took their seats. Commander Fung went to the front of the shuttle, taking up the navigation chair next to the pilot. Maya watched as the pilot, Lieutenant Mitchell, went through the pre-flight sequences. He pushed a variety of buttons and tapped through various options on a screen. Maya felt the engines kick in, and a moment later, the ship was hovering in the air. Shuttle 412, ready for takeoff, Commander Fung announced. Safe travels, came Maya's mother's voice through a comm system. We'll wait to hear from you upon landing. You are good to go. The ship slowly made its way out of the launch bay and into the starry space outside the ship. Maya looked back, finding the window in the ship that belonged to their family's cabin. She could also see the command bridge where she knew her mother was also watching them. Their ship, the Faramont, was a beautiful ship with sleek curves and huge twin light engines at the back. Maya felt proud looking at her home in space. She'd been aboard since she was four, and it was pretty much the only home she'd ever known. In it, she and her family had traveled thousands of light years to visit new planets and explore amazing star systems. The shuttle made its way toward the planet. Lieutenant Mitchell took them above the planet's rings, and Maya was able to get a good look at them as they passed over. The rings seemed to sparkle in the light of a nearby star. As the shuttle began its descent into the planet's atmosphere, the ship began to tremble and shake a bit, which Maya knew was normal and all part of entering a planet's atmosphere. Still, she reached over and took hold of her father's hand. He gave her hand a squeeze and smiled at her. Commander Fung and Lieutenant Mitchell flew the shuttle toward one of the planet's coastlines. Maya's eyes grew large as they took in the purple waves of the oceans below. She could see strange birds, their feathers a rainbow of colors, and their beaks a bright green flapping below her. The shuttle landed near a grove of blue leaf trees that reminded Maya of palm trees on Earth. The grass below their feet as they disembarked from the ship was a light blue, its blades gently waving in the breeze. About a hundred yards away, the purple ocean waves crashed into a pinkish sandy beach. She really wanted to go check out the beach, but she knew she couldn't just do whatever she wanted to do on this trip. She was here to work. She helped the crew to bring out the equipment and supplies they would need. And then she helped Commander Fung and some other crew members in putting up the tents the crew would be using for their laboratories, dining room, and sleeping quarters. As they worked, they heard strange bird and animal calls. At one point, Maya turned to grab a sonic wrench and found a strange little orange lizard-like creature sitting on top of it. Its big round golden eyes were staring at her with curiosity. Um, Commander? Maya said, trying not to move. What do you think we should do about this little guy? Commander Fung stepped over and looked the creature over. 
Hmm, it doesn't seem harmful. Probably just curious. Ensign Kowalski, what's the reading? A young officer hurried over, a small gray device in hand. She held it before the creature, and the device made a series of beeping sounds. No venom or toxins detected, Commander. Talents likely for digging and some minorly dangerous teeth. Commander Fung gave a nod and stepped toward the creature. Then we should be fine. You can keep observing us, little one, she said to the lizard-like animal, and we'll keep observing you. She looked to Maya. Your first solo assignment on planet, crew member Akalo, is to watch this creature and note your observations for future reference and research. She pulled a digital pad from a nearby crate and handed it to Maya. Maya took the pad, smiling from ear to ear. Her first solo assignment! Ensign Kowalski uploaded her device's findings onto Maya's digital pad, and then both the Ensign and the Commander continued on with their work on the tents. Maya pulled a box over and sat before the creature. She tapped on the digital pad screen to begin taking a video of the creature and to record her notes. This is Maya Akalu from the Faramont. We're exploring planet XQ-9. Not long after our arrival, I discovered this creature, which I'm going to call an orange longtail, and it seems to be a very curious creature. It's been observing us as much as we've been observing it. It has golden eyes and an orange scaly hide. It seems to be some kind of lizard, if there are lizards on this planet. Maya continued to record the creature. Even as it began to scamper about the camp, looking at what everyone was doing, Maya followed it. Eventually, the creature seemed to start to trust Maya, and it crawled right up next to her leg. Very slowly, she reached down, holding her hand out near the creature. It took a sniff of her hand, but it didn't run away. She moved to try to pet its head, but that was too much for the creature. It dashed toward the tree line and disappeared. But as the crew set about its work over the next few days, Maya would see the creature again and again. Sometimes it came alone, and sometimes it came with a friend or two. Each time, it seemed less and less afraid. And then, on day nine of their trip, as Maya was sitting on a crate making some notes about some trees they'd found earlier that day in the forest, the creature crawled up beside her. Maya sat very still, watching to see what the creature would do. After looking at her for a long moment, the creature crawled onto Maya's lap. Maya reached out and ran a finger along the top of the creature's scaly orange head. It didn't seem to mind, so she did it again. This time, the creature made a sort of gurgling sound and rubbed its head against her hand. It liked it! As the days turned into weeks, the creature, whom Maya named Tangerine, became her sidekick as she went about her work. Whether she was helping her dad with restocking the medical tent, or accompanying Commander Fong on an expedition to explore some new part of the planet, Tangerine followed Maya around. He even started to sleep on the table beside her cot at night. After three weeks, it was time for the crew to head back up to the Faramont. Maya had seen wonders galore while exploring this new and fascinating planet, but she knew the best thing and the thing she'd missed the most was Tangerine. She'd asked her father if she could take him back on the ship, but her father reminded her that Tangerine belonged on his home here, on this planet, and not on a ship. As the crew packed up the last of the supplies and prepared the shuttle for takeoff, Maya said goodbye to Tangerine. She gave him a snack of some local fruits she knew he loved before petting him one last time. Take care of yourself, Tangerine, she told him. Hopefully someday soon, I'll be able to come back and see you. As the shuttle left the planet's surface and headed out of the atmosphere, Maya looked out the window to where their camp had been. 
She gave a small wave, even though she knew Tangerine wouldn't be able to see it. The End We hope you enjoyed our story, A Friend on Planet XQ9. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and a new Whiskers and Wings story will appear in your favorite podcast player every Thursday. You can also help others to discover the stories you've enjoyed here by sharing the podcast on social media, inviting friends to give it a try, or writing a review on Apple Podcasts. If you were to create your own planet, what would it look like? What colors would things be? Would it have mountains and deserts, lakes and oceans? What kind of creatures would it have? We encourage you to draw it out and share it with a family member or friend. And we'd love to see it too! Feel free to ask an adult to help you share it with us either through our email, whiskersandwingspodcast at gmail.com, or social media where they can find us on Instagram at whiskersandwingspodcast, on Twitter at whiskerwingpod, or on our website, whiskersandwingspodcast.com. Until next time, keep using your imagination! Whiskers and Wings podcast was created, recorded, and edited by Teresa Sales. Theme music by Ruth Richmond. <laughs>